Welcome back to the DestalProds.com Movies and Television Podcast. As always, I'm dead. Jumper today, we have Caveman. Save me! There's no saving him. There really isn't at this point. Yup. Anyway. We're here doing this, and I am busy looking up dates to see if I'm actually that bad at my job. Okay, I am not that bad at my job. Yay! Still pretty bad, but not that bad. He is that bad at his job. We just don't want him to know it. So what do you even want to caveman? (laughs) Uh, Well, let's start with the thing that I clearly misspelled in my notes. Uh, Man on fire. Or as he put it, man or fire. The show where a person has to touch something and determine whether it is a man or whether it is a fire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That sounds like that stupid-ass show, uh... Flinch, I think it is. <laughs> it, it, it's all about, oh, if you flinch, that's when you get punished. And it's like, I, I thought most of us had developed past being 12 years old and shouting two for flinching. Uh, we have the not. the biggest person in the room. We have not, because apparently uh, there's... Apparently, the, one of the kids from fucking Stranger Things is developing a prank, se- is developing a prank show for Netflix. Uh, but it's a prank show based around employment. No, I might have just had might, might have just ha- saw the headline in a fever dream, but I feel like that's real. Okay, so uh, I have a bit of a history with Man on Fire. Now, I first watched Man on Fire trying to watch The Manchurian Candidate, <laughs> which I first watched. Trying to watch John Q. According to Dead Man, it's called John Q. I don't know. Yes, um, it is. I double checked. Now, all three of these movies are Denzel Washington films. And these are all from what I call his good period. Because while Denzel Washington is in a lot of great shit, I think there was a period in his career where like, I could just put on one of his movies and just enjoy myself. And, like, that's not true for all of his movies for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have, like, an extensive list of my opinions on Denzel Washington movies. But I do know that I kind of hate Malcolm X. Eh, I could take it or leave it. And I'm black. Just, like, the beginning <laughs> of that fucking movie where he essentially becomes one of the wolves from the Looney Tunes. I'm supposed to love that movie and I could take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just really didn't like the first half of that fucking movie. I don't favor preachy films, and that one's a preachier one. There's also that too. Um, but so I believe that kicked off. I, was, I believe that was one of the movies that 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 began my hatred of fucking biopics. When I was, how old was I? I was not like old enough. Early teens. I was early teens. I think. And I caught John Q on FX. And I caught the first half of it, and then my mom said, it's bedtime. So I had to turn the TV off. Because I was that young. 
And the next day, I'm go I'm scrolling through the TV guide, and I see, I think it was the Manchurian Candidate. I want to say it was the Manchurian Candidate. I might not be remembering correctly because I keep getting these movies confused. <laughs> All three of these movies, I get confused. And I was like, oh, hey, it's that Denzel Washington movie from last night. Again, the the movie from the night before was John Q. They were having like a Denzel Washington marathon or something. I don't know. So I put on the Manchurian Candidate and I was like, I was like 15 minutes in before I realized it was not the same goddamn movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? This isn't the movie. Oh, well, it's a Denzel Washington movie. It's good. I'll enjoy it. Wait, what's... What's a brainwashed presidential candidate have to do with the son getting a, getting a heart transplant? A few years later, I'm like, man, it has been a while since I watched The Manchurian Candidate. I'm going to watch The Manchurian Candidate. I'm scrolling through, like, TV Guide, searching it out online. Find Man on Fire. Now, I, I don't know if I had seen Man on Fire before or if I had heard about it, but I recognized the title. Knew it was a Denzel Washington film, and that was all that I needed to decide that it was the Manchurian Candidate. No, so I'd, I I'd, like, I'd like to imagine that you judge movies based on the first three letters of their title. <laughs> then why did I watch John Q instead of uh, Manchurian Candidate? I mean, why did I watch Manchurian Candidate instead of John Q? <laughs> it was developed later in life. <sighs> but no. Um, Just play that Denzel movie, man. But, so... I'm I'm watching Man on Fire, and I'm like, man, I'm on pretty fire. sure this was a different movie last time. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> it was a completely <laughs> different movie the time before. As I just confusedly watched Man on Fire. And then later in life, I had what is known as the drunkard teacher. The teacher who doesn't give a fuck about class and therefore will get drunk the Sunday night before class. Yeah. The kind of teacher and who walks into class just kind of drops their shit and just groans for the first 30 seconds of class. Yes. And I loved her. She's a terrible teacher. They're um, always great teachers, but are always terrible teachers. Now, we, like, we as a class knew this, what this sign meant. And whenever she came in like this, there was always a vote. We could either sit there as quietly as we could, which meant don't talk loud enough to set off her headache, or we could watch a movie, which we would then talk over if it was a boring movie. So we had the vote, and she said, all right, movie wins. And she put in, I think, the Manchurian Candidate? I think she said Man is, on Fire. Yes, sorry. I'm already getting them confused. I'm already... We watched a movie that is not a kid's movie at all. <laughs> like, this movie should not have been shown in that class. Because none of us were legally old enough to see it. But we enjoyed it nonetheless. <laughs> because that's how kids are. So, I have just two things. First, the MPAA holds no actual legal authority, so you can see whatever the fuck movie you want. Yeah, I know. But, but two... Uh, that's more for the audience. Uh, but two... How did she produce this movie? Did she just have it on her, or was there a selection of movies that sh that kids your age shouldn't have watched just in the classroom? She had a DVD. She had she pulled the DVD out of her purse. It might have been a, no. I think it was a DVD. 
I don't remember. Um, but she pulled it out of her, like, purse, along with a couple of others. Like, she just grabbed a handful on her way into class. Like, I'm too fucked up for teaching today. Okay. Um, and Homeroom, usually we didn't actually get to finish the movies, I do have to say this. But today was a special day, because this Homeroom, uh, was extended for some goddamn reason. I cannot remember why. Yeah, I had, a, I had a couple that were like that. Well, no, sorry, I had a couple situations like that where it wasn't, where it was like, all right, so we're watching this movie. It's like an hour, it's like two hours long. Homeroom is 70 minutes. We had to pause yeah. it halfway through, then restart it the next day. Oh, no, we never got to restart it. It was just, the all o- right, didn't finish it, done. So <laughs> the only reason we had to restart it was because it was a movie for class and not a movie we were watching instead of class. Oh, no, we never got those movies. <laughs> it's like, if, the, if if she was teaching, she was teaching, but she was never teaching well. I still loved her, because she, she was wonderful. She was she gave no fucks, and it was great. We I, th- I think, like, the final week of school, one of the other kids just brought in a PlayStation and was like, can we play video games? Whatever. And we just proceeded to play video games. Nice. For the rest, of, like the last week of school, all homeroom, it was all right. We got a fucking tournament going on. If you get knocked out, you got to give up the control to somebody else. All right, boys, Tekken two, winner stays, loser pays. Like somebody brought in their fucking sixty four. It was it was a great old time. Stupid but great. Um, and the fuck, the only teacher I had didn't care was a substitute French teacher who didn't speak French. Oh, man, I had a fucking school's worth of teachers for my first year of high school. Ninth grade, half the teachers didn't care. It was great. Yeah. Every teacher every teacher I have had in school has cared to some degree making them... Like, some of the teachers were like, hey, I care about what I'm teaching and I want you to understand it, so I'm actually going to spend time to teach you how to fucking do this. And those teachers were great. And then I had a teacher in... Then my fucking 12th grade English teacher... Because of his tests, half this half of my class didn't get into their first choice university. Asshole. Uh, but okay, so I've talked enough about my absolute adoration of how I watch these movies. Because I have never, I repeat, never actually picked the one I was planning on watching. There's a cycle of three movies that you keep slightly. I watched Man on Fire trying to watch The Manchurian Candidate. <laughs> I promise you. I was like, what's that Denzel Washington movie where he's a like president candidate thing and is actually going to kill everybody? I want to watch that one. And I put it, I, 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 start, I was like, Denzel Washington movies. Because I didn't specify. Wait, did you, I go- can, you can never specify. Did, you, wait, you just went to allowed. Netflix and we're just like, Denzel. No, no, no. I just typed it into, like, Google. Like, I typed Denzel Washington <laughs> movies into fucking Google. <laughs> and it was like, oh, no, that's not it. That's not it. Man on fire. Eh, sounds close enough. I mean, he's probably going to be under fire. That's got to be right, right? Yeah. I got to go find this movie. Google, take me to Facebook. <laughs> Shut up. I don't have old man syndrome. <laughs> Yet. Uh, You're talking to the right side of the microphone, right? Shut up! <laughs> you wouldn't be able to hear me if I wasn't. No, I wouldn't. It would just sound terrible. Shut up. Remember, I think the first recording that you did 
Yeah. No, but it was the beginning of the first recording. Right. And yeah, then I heard you like, was like, it's like, wait, you got a blue? Why do you sound terrible? Yeah. Oh, right. Because the butt. Yeah, the butt. <laughs> I learned all about the butt that day. <laughs> I taught him good. Uh, so this movie stars uh, Denzel Washington, who my mother had a crush on for most of my youth. Um, a lot of people did. As a washed out soldier who's a depressive, suicidal drunk. Uh, and uh, Dakota Fanning as an adorable small child who needs protection. She's Denzel, still working. like, what? She is still working. Yep. And she, like, deserves some credit for that because she, like, she was good even as a kid. Yeah. She was a, she's a fucking, she started acting at the age of seven and so far has not burnt the fuck out. So, so I guess so I guess just fucking props to her and the people surrounding her, I'm assuming. She's got to have a good support system cuz I mean, burnout is hard. Yeah, but she had her she was lead role in a miniseries, she was in fucking Ocean's 8, she was just in a Tarantino movie. So Weird thing, but yo, just fucking props to goddamn Dakota Fanning, I yeah. guess for keeping it together. Respect. Full respect over here. Uh, but so uh, Dakota, because I can't remember any of char- any of the characters' names, because uh, these are like the few actors who I immediately am able to identify in movies. Like that's what I watched this week: movies starring actors who I recognize. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's like Dakota Fanning, Denzel Washington. <laughs> What were their characters' names? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> well, with well with Denzel, there's a fairly good chance his name was John. Uh, let me actually pull it up. His name was John W. Creasy. I looked it up. Okay. There you go. What was his name in The Manchurian Candidate? Probably John. <laughs> Please look it up now. I want to know. Manchurian Candidate. Here it was. Uh, ah, fuck, Ben. Damn it! See, let's see if any Johns I can find. Okay, he has played six characters named John. Oh, sorry, wow, five characters named John. That's that's impressive. Cause, oh wait, like apologies. So I just I just did a quick Control F John. Uh huh. And so four things to meet a little up. Um, Detective John Hobbs from the movie Fallen. Mm-hmm. John W. Creasy from Man on Fire. And then John Q. Archibald from the movie John Q., which was also highlighted. Mm-hmm. And then the other two mentions and the other two list, uh, things were a article written by someone named John about Denzel. And then a review. And then Roger Ebert's review for John Q. Okay. So three. He played three characters named John. Okay. That's not that bad. Wait, what the fuck? What? Roger Ebert gave this one and a half out of two stars. I have never heard of a two-star review like as in like we yeah, only give out two stars yeah, no we've we've heard of plenty of two-star reviews <laughs> yes but we've given, we've given two a lot reviews. of two-star reviews huh that's a weird review system oh so wait, what? wait actually okay looking at it 
it's okay, so it's it is it is a standard four star review system. It's just formatted terribly. Okay. Because it is I get, my max rating. My max rating is four stars. I will only show the stars on screen that are filled in. Okay. So you so gave it one, one and, and a half, half out of four. Out of four. That that makes a lot more sense. Okay. Fucking, so back to Man on Fire. Um, fucking Roger Ebert and his four star system. Denzel is not doing very well at the beginning of this film, but he's still a fucking badass because he got like filled with lead and still managed to kill a bunch of dudes like not even flinching, just dead bodies raining. It was impressive. Uh, Like, so PETA gets kidnapped and he kills a bunch of the kidnappers. Peta, by the way, is a code fantasy character because I don't think he ever mentioned. Yeah, I, I, I got, I pulled the wiki up when I was trying to figure out his name. There we go. <laughs> That's what I got to do. Um, Wikipedia, friend of people who can't remember names. Um, but yeah, uh, Dakota gets kidnapped, and like the kidnappers call in and are like, "Give us money," and her dad's like, "Fine, whatever. I only hired Denzel Washington in order to be able to get the kidnapping insurance." Because this guy's actually intelligent. <laughs> like, the dad is actually somewhat intelligent. Um, so the bad guys call for their ransom, and they try to give it, they try to hand it over to get Dakota back, and it gets stolen. Meanwhile, Denzel is like, I'm gonna find the motherfuckers who did this, because I'm a badass. So he's out hunting. He's out hunting. As Denzel is wont to do, I guess. Yeah. Um, At least recently with the Equalizer. (laughs) Never seen the Equalizer. I probably should. I've heard it's a really good dad movie. Just kind of movie that your dad would sit down and like watch on like on like Sunday afternoon. So, there is a bit of sadness in this film that I don't want to spoil. Because while this is a film from 2004, if you haven't seen it, you should see it. Like, no jokes, no fooling. This is no a carnival, wonderful no games. film. This is an absolutely wonderful film, and I kind of feel like I need to stop talking about it here. Because I get into some serious spoiler territory after this, but... Know that there's a lot of bodies. There's a lot of violence. It's kind of depressing. But Denzel is seriously badass. That movie came out when I was fucking 12. Ugh. Time. Yeah, doesn't that suck? It happens all the goddamn time. You just fucking sit down and it's like, yeah, this this when the movie come out? God damn it, the passage of time. So my wife and I recently had that exact same feeling. <laughs> uh, when we watched the 2009 film Sherlock. Sherlock Holmes, starring yeah. Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock. 
And I reminded her, technically we were teenagers when this came out. And she just looked at me like, no, I was in college. That doesn't count. And I'm like, <laughs> it counts, sweetie. This film's a decade old. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it fucking is. Matter of fact, when did it exactly come out? Because I'm wondering. Ah, it's not exactly a decade old. It's a little younger. I think that was the first Robert Downey Jr. movie I saw. It, same. It was the first time I saw Robert Downey Jr. And it was when I fell in love with him as an actor. Because he was great as Sherlock. I mean, he's not Sherlock in the traditional sense. But he's also not the psychopath that everybody seems to want to push instead of an actual Sherlock character. I get a little butthurt sometimes about the mistreatment of one of my favorite uh, fictional characters. This movie, this movie is a real three-star movie, and I kind of love it for it. Oh, yeah. No, it's... It's... Yeah, that's pretty much the best way I can describe it. Like, it's real middle of the road. It doesn't do anything like get over a lot, but it, but it also does just enough right and kind of skates by on charm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that statement. Like, performance-wise, uh, t- it, like, performance it is kind of just solid like not good not bad just solid well like with the exception of fucking downy because he's he was he's he was stellar and i idiotically think charming was, i think the guy who played watson was stellar let me see Jude if law. i can't find his name yes i Jude law was pretty i remember good. a lot about this movie fucking mark strong was the bad guy yeah, he was great i fucking this was love a really good sherlock plot i and it fucking really love sucks. mark strong it really sucks that the next movie was just, like, full-on Moriarty. Yeah, and wasn't he, like, not a particularly interesting Moriarty? Yeah. It, it was, it was, it was, it definitely didn't stand up to the previous film. Which is a real shame, because this film was great. Yeah, and um, fucking Rachel McAdams. She was kind of, the, she's kind of the weak link of this to me. Uh, who'd she play? Irene Adler. Uh, I'd say both of our female characters were the weak links in this movie. Uh, Watson's wife and uh, Irene Adler. Well, Watson's girlfriend at the time. Yeah, and I, Irene I, don't Adler, even, I don't even fucking remember who Watson's girlfriend was. Like, they they were unimpressive. Uh, they I, think, were, I think McAdams more so because, like... because She had a this- character that had a lot of depth that she could have drawn from. And, and just didn't. Didn't. It was an unimpressive showing, in my opinion. <gasps> Yo, I, mm. You cannot eat my headphones, cat. I don't know. Just, I... I'm, I have kind of a weird... I, I have a kind of like a weird thing with Irene Adler. Oh, I despise how she's portrayed in most fiction. Like, in most things, she's portrayed as way more important than I think she is. Yes. In the books, she shows up once. Unless there were, unless there's stories I haven't read, which is possible, but I don't think so. Yeah, I yeah, it's, it's not even like a that thing. It just, it just like she, she shows up, like in most, in a lot of these stories, she shows up. Her and Holmes go like, and then just nothing else ever. Oh, you want to know the thing that's absolutely hilarious about most? 
of the Holmesian fiction. And what's that? And they portray Irene Adler as his one true love. His greatest love interest. His only? And not really a love he, interest? Just kind of, is she smart? He, she's one of the few women he respected. And like that, that, that's where they're drawing that from. That's all they need. Even though he actually respected a lot of different women. It's kind of hilarious how just stupid <laughs> it is in general. <laughs> it's just like, if you want to give him a love interest, just give him a fucking love interest. If you want to give him a love <laughs> like, interest, don't give in to Tumblr. Like, fucking Christ. But no. Um, so I'm going to spoil this one because... Like we said, it's a real three-star movie. Man on Fire, I would easily give that a four and a half stars. Easily. Because it's a very, very good film. Very deep. It made me feel things. I love that movie. I love this movie. It's not that good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So, Sherlock Holmes starts with him slipping into a covert facility and beating the shit out of a bunch of people. That's yep. where it starts. Yep, using his uh, deduction Holmesian foo. Holmesian kung, kung fu. Yeah, deduction foo. I like, this, yeah. deduction I like foo. deduction foo. That's a good name. Deduction foo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of like... Like, that's his big moment. Is him... Busting in, kicking ass, taking names, and sure, that's cool. That's kind of where this that's that's kind of the scene that this movie rests its entire aesthetic on. Yeah, it 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 loves gratuitous slow mo. Absolutely, and this this is one of the few films I have no problem with gratuitous slow mo in, and I have no problem with it for one simple reason: it's not being done. Just to show things off. It's not being done just because slow-mo was popular at the time. It's being done so you can follow the high-paced fight scenes and actually see how our uh, how our heroes are defeating the villains. And it also and it's works great. And it also works a bit better because immediately after that they then <coughs> show what you just saw in slow-mo in regular motion. Yeah, and it looks badass. And as Okay, so I used to do a lot of fighting. I stopped because my wife was worried it was going to get me killed. She's probably right. But... Like organized fighting or like bum fights? Uh, street fights mostly. Okay. I did... I I was in... I, I, I took part with a group that uh, I enjoyed matches... Uh, in private locations that I cannot mention for anything further. A bit of the wee ultraviolence. Um, but... Actually, more like Fight Club. <clears throat> <laughs> Fuck but you. No, uh, <laughs> no seriously. It, it, we, they, did, they did, like, do the whole... The first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club in the beginning. And I just started laughing. And I was like, oh, you guys took first year literature in college. You get, you used to hang out with bad people. Yes, I did. <laughs> like, I not for the fighting, but for the fact people. that they fucking took Fight Club that literally. Uh, at least they didn't go on to be terrorists. I mean, sure. 
like it was mostly like people wanting to have uh, get out that adrenaline. Anyway, <laughs> so like my favorite part about it is it's li- it was quite literally like I was just looking at him like I have never thought about why I did the things that I did, but I wow okay. All of those movements you're talking about are exactly the kind of shit I would do to, like, you know, actually win a fight. Okay. It was, it was interesting to me. Because I, like, the, one of the first uh, fights that he actually narrates his actions through is uh, a boxing match. Where at the beginning he's just fighting like normal. Well, boxing. But at, well, yeah. Well, it's not really boxing. It's more street fighting than anything because they're not like following any of the rules of boxing. It's old um, England. It's old English bare knuckle gladiator fights or whatever. Yeah, it's basically and, it's basically uh, cockfights, but with people. The bat. The guy he's fighting uh, spits a loogie at the back of his head, which pisses off Holmes. So Holmes. It's like, all right, I'm going to defeat you before you've even realized I kicked your ass. And proceeds to, like, whoop the shit out of him. And I'm sitting there like, oh, yeah, he's working the ribs. I did that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, what I did was a much more dumbed down version of what he did. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, work the jaw so, so that it causes him to be dazed. Work the ribs so that he's hurting. Work the uh, like work the kidney so that he's slowed down, but he's like, and I'll detail exactly what each effect is going to be, and at the end of it, I will detail how long he's going to be fucked up, which is something that n- you, no, you can never actually tell because every injury is going to land differently. <clears throat> Unless you're Sherlock Holmes and you've mapped out every single street in London. Is that a sex joke? No, that is a that is a that is just a reference. Yeah. Um, if you, so memori- yeah. if you memorized a map of London, then you know how the human body works. If our, <sighs> like, so RDJ kicked some ass and took all of the name and, and this is before gum get- was invented. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention, um, they captured a guy who was named Sir Thomas, uh, Blackwood. No, not Sir Thomas, uh, Lord Henry Blackwood. Sir Thomas is his dad. Um, and he, he was a serial killer. And they they hang him. Watson declares him dead, and then Sherlock gets called in because the body has risen from the grave. Oh, this is Ambos. Sherlock Holmes versus Zambies. My absolute favorite part is like, okay, so obviously he faked his death naturally. Um, and they did it in a way more complicated way than they needed to. Yeah, wasn't it like? Bec- he took a poison that simulated his death. Okay, that's what I thought it was. But I was like, no, wait, that's... Mm. Now, the reason they did this is because they needed to fool the medical attending. However, the medical attending checked if he was breathing and then tried to feel his pulse from his wrist. Which, as someone who is trained in, you know, the art of misdirection and illusion... <laughs> I can tell you all you need to do that is hold your breath and put a tennis ball under your armpit. Not even a joke. Well, this is before tennis balls. Okay. 
one of the rubber balls that they used for their dog. Was rubber even a thing? They had rubber balls. Okay. In the movie. So, yeah. Okay. It was a thing. Just I I don't know the exact timeline of plastic de- developments. You think I would but, consider, yeah. considering that considering the, some of the questions D&D players ask me. Shut up. <laughs> but hell, I recently learned why eel became a thing for a while in London. Remember folks, um, <laughs> want to be a DM, learn organic chemistry. At least if you're going to DM for caveman. <laughs> I'll admit it. Um but yeah, so and, and like now it's like, oh, now the ca- game is afoot again. Uh the whole time Sherlock is trying to convince Watson not to marry the woman that he fell in love with. Just because Watson is the biggest of dicks. I mean, Sherlock is not Watson. Sherlock is the biggest of dicks. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, friend. It's like, oh, my one friend. You want to have a life outside of me? Get fucked. Thankfully, he matures over the course of the film by a little bit. It's all I can ask for with someone like that. And so he gets called in to investigate by the character her the character who I think has the best name in the film. Home Secretary Lord Coward. His oh. name is Lord Coward. Word. And it's the best thing ever. And it turns out that he and uh Sir Thomas Blackwood, the father of the villain are both part of a cult, evil, secret society thing that executes certain rituals to worship ancient powers. You know, standard. As you do. And then we get to watch... And then we get another overly complicated murder. In this one... Sorry, I had a bit of a belch there. In this one, Sir Thomas Blackwood, the father of Lord Henry Blackwood, our villain, drowns in his tub. And they come across this by brewing a super rare complex poison. He was taking a bath in a copper tub. And our villain literally sat in the room with him and watched him die. For reference... The reason all this complicated shit was happening was because the guy committing these murders claimed to be magic. Yeah, he wanted to pretend to be a wizard. Yeah, so he's like, okay, luckily I'm a genius, so this is cool. Well, no, he employed a genius. Fair enough. And this is an era with electricity. Because at one point, Holmes picks up a stun rod. Let me repeat that. Holmes picks up a stun rod. A rod that produces enough electrical force to send a seven-foot-tall man flying across the room. Flying with enough force to body-check another guy and continue going. So, I'm gonna just... I'm gonna just... Might have electricity. That's fake. Yeah, I know. This, but I, 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 wanna, I, just, I just wanted to fucking double check, like, okay, when the fuck were tasers invented? Just wanna, just wanna 
say this for anyone who's planning a murder. If your victim is taking a bath in a copper tub and you are in the room, you can use a magnet or a clip to attach a wire to the side of the tub or to any of the components. You can use fucking hot glue, anything you goddamn well please, and plug it in. And your victim will suffer muscular spasms as they drown. And I just want to let everyone at home know, if you're planning to commit a murder and your victim is in a copper tub, where the fuck are you? <laughs> it's Victorian 20 goddamned 19. <laughs> Victorian London, that's where they are. If some other fucker is taking a bath in a copper tub, just rob him. He's probably yeah, rich. Actually, actually, yeah. Like, copper tubs in 2019? That sounds like some rich white dude bullshit. Oh, yeah. Very much rich white dude bullshit. Like that tub is full of essential oils or some bullshit. <laughs> Fucking Christ, a copper tub. So, the past now fucking, the past is these... fucking stupid. <laughs> now, with all of these people dead, um, uh, like, Blackwood steps into his secret society and is like, I am so powerful and evil, I will kill all of Parliament except those who follow me. Yo, my dick so he magic. Gives them, he gives them all, like, he makes them all drink from a cup that has an antidote to cyanide in it. Sure. And... Yeah, no, I have a bit of, I have a, bit of a problem with that one, too. But... <laughs> um, you think it could have gone with some other kind of fucking made-up bullshit poison other than just cyanide? Yeah. So it's like yo, drink this. It, it it's a chemical component that makes it, it negates the effect of this magic poison my buddy made. I mean, they they pulled out two magic poisons before. I don't mean literal magic. I mean fucking movie magic. No, I mean like these poisons are magic. <laughs> <laughs> like like the first one temporarily like li- like. Was good enough to fool a practiced medical practitioner and soldier and, like, didn't end up killing you even though it stopped your heart and breathing for a little while. Okay. And the second one only activated when it was merged with water and copper and was absorbed instantaneously through the skin. Not over time. Magic bullshit poisons. Fair. We're there for the last thing. Cyanide. Yeah, just cyanide. No, I'm just, I'm just um, imagining now, like, like, it, like a Sherlock Holmes story where it's like, where it's like fucking, just, it's, a, it's a series of locked room murders. But they get to the end, and the final murder is, I pulled out a gun and shot him. <laughs> that would suck so hard. Uh, so, next we get to the final act of our story. Sherlock, uh, um, oh, at one point earlier when he was fighting the big mook, who is my favorite character in the movie, because he's just this super polite Frenchman the entire time. Uh, yeah, he never speaks English, only French. He only speaks French. Sherlock, out of respect for the man, speaks French to him the entire time. 
Um, and they like politely ask, "Can I have a moment to catch my breath?" Uh, sure, go ahead, take your moment. Take your moment. <laughs> it's like they're they like they have like the best relationship of anyone in this film, including Watson and his uh, fiance. <laughs> it's great. And you gotta love you gotta love fucking giant mooks with like a mind. Yeah, he's he's he was great. And he also pulled out a big fuck off knife, which I always appreciate. Uh, as an owner of a big fuck off knife, I always appreciate when someone else pulls out a big fuck off knife to fight with. Um, but he's also the one who kept getting tased. So I was just like, poor yeah. guy. Because <laughs> yeah. he didn't deserve it. Well, yeah. he did because he was trying to kill Sherlock, but. He lived through that, right? Um, I believe all that happened was he got choked out. So, yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. Sure he survives. Just, I do not, I do not, I do not envy him the, waking up the next day. So just wake, just wakes up, stretches, then all of a sudden can't move. <laughs> so, mom, at, it happened at again. At one point, due to Sherlock's interference, Watson lost his wedding ring because he was oh, going to get engaged to uh, what's her face. Okay, so the reason that I did not know who the fuck played that act, play, who played her as an actress, was because I had fucking never heard of her before or since, really. <laughs> Her name is Kelly Riley. Has she been in anything else? TV mostly, and in terms of like actual for realsies, like important things. Uh, yeah, that's me. Da, 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 da. Uh, but yeah, so for reference, she did. She did, she played Miss Mary Morstan, a actual character for the fucking books. For anyone who mm-hmm. cares. Uh, yeah, so she was uh, Vince Vaughn's wife in the second season of True Detective. Okay. Um. Then she was also uh, the main character in a series of t- like a series of uh, British crime dramas uh, called Above Suspicion, with each of them being you know like the couple episode thing. Uh, it's Above Suspicion. Then each season after that had a subtitle. Okay. Also in Black Box and currently in the t- and currently the lead female role in the TV show Yellowstone. Okay. Again, nothing you've heard of. Nope. Wait. F- the fuck? Kevin Costner still acting? <laughs> that reaction alone. Um. Yeah, because I just looked over. Like I just saw Kevin Costner. Wait, what? I thought he was either retired or dead. It gives so, so little thought it could have been either one. So Sherlock and them go to save the day. And the first thing that, 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 that uh, they have to do to save the day is get Sherlock arrested. Naturally. Um, and there is a reason behind this. Sherlock needs to be arrested so that he can get Lord Coward to tell him where the device is. I just kind of love that pause. Just, I thought they were going to go like... I was trying to remember what he did. Get, get <laughs> like, arrested because... I, I was trying to remember why he had to get arrested. But no, he gets arrested and brought before Lord Coward because Lestrade is pretending to be a member of the Secret Order but is actually helping out Sherlock. I got all Lestrade. Yeah. Um. It was an interesting take. And, uh, like, just going... Talking about interesting Sherlock things. The take on Lestrade in Elementary I kind of really dug. 
Yeah. I, I liked Lestrade in elementary. Like, he was a piece um, of shit, but... Like, act, like the character, like, Lestrade in elementary was a not very good cop who essentially got to a position of authority and notice because he kept taking Sherlock's work. Yeah. Um, I, I like all the portrayals in elementary, really. Elementary is um, pretty good. I need to actually catch up or finish it. Yeah, same. The only the only thing about it that I noticed the only thing about it like kind of bugs me is is how much Natalie Dormer went beyond that show. So now they can never get her back, <laughs> despite constantly calling back to her. Mm-hmm. Like there have been a couple times so, where she has done like uh, voiceover stuff, and they hadn't credited her because they couldn't. I don't think. Okay. Like she did voiceover for a couple of like lo- like a uh, Moriarty notes, and then just in the credits or like there, then there's like no mention of her in the credits or like a special appearance by, just mm. nothing. Sucks for her. Sucks for the show more 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 than not because they set up a more interesting take on both Moriarty and Irene Adler. Mm-hmm. And that, and now they can never do anything with it. So, um, back to the movie at hand instead of a really solid Sherlock show. Um, so they like they sn- slip into the sewers and then have to, uh, you know, like disarm the device while fighting off a few mooks. And Irene ends up being the only one who can disarm the device because Sherlock and Watson have to bro out as they defeat the big mook. Yeah, bruh. And... Ejectocito, um, cuz? I don't know. And, uh... Every time I say bruh, I think Ejectocito, cuz. I have no idea what that's from, so... Too fast, too furious. Okay. And because Tyrese is one of the few people I know who says bruh. At some point, I'm going to sit you down and make you watch all the Fast and Furious movies with me. No, you're not. I'll find a way. I have a limit, my friend. And Fast and the Furious hits it right there. Okay, so we'll skip that one and just watch the rest of them. No, all of them. Well, the franchise is called Fast and Furious. You said The Fast and the Furious, which is the first one. I will kill you. I will end you. (laughs) Semantics. I will end your ass. Rewatching every Fast and Furious movie except the ones called Fast and Furious. <laughs> Too Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, Fast Five, Furious Six, Fast and Furious Seven. Oh wait, that one has Fast and Furious in it. So yeah, just two, three, four, just two, three, five, and six. I will end you. Oh, and eight because that's Fate of the Furious. I will end you. We would, I would make you watch Hobbs and Shaw, but I'm, not, I'm even, I'm not watching that one. Not because so it looks too that's... stupid, but because Hob, but because fucking Shaw killed Han, and fuck that guy. So uh, I think that's the end of the recording. Sure, <laughs> uh, check out sh- commentary tracks for the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I think that's the end of my career on Death Door Prods. <laughs> yeah, so you won't. Um, yeah, so th- so your limits, your limits are not Sabrina, not any other bullshit I watched. It's Thirteen Reasons Why and Fast and Furious. Yes. 
<laughs> I'm a rational human being, dead man. Clearly. Uh, they released where, a fucking. Where was I? They released a fucking trailer that they're trying to fuck. Like they're they're really hyping up season three. The trailer that's released was like a fucking almost Twin Peaks. Like it seemed what they were going for, but like Twin Peaks minus like you know weight. Because it kind of like kind of like cuts to like a very like a very interesting like you know one take shot of just kind of going from like scene to scene, showing every showing every major character react, look to camera, then look off to where the characters go, where the camera's going next, and it all led up to the fucking funeral, with the rapist being dead, and then big block letters on a black screen: "Who killed Bryce Walker?" Who cares? Apparently, people. Some dudes who make commentary tracks that I listen to, uh, they are kind of obsessed with 13 Reasons Why. Who cares? <laughs> anyway. Netflix does, apparently. Because I felt the need to edit a scene out of the first season and uh, to hype up the third season. I look forward to season four when they edit out all of season two. Just, uh, just we've, we've talked with so the production team I and our, the psychiatrist I'm working on staff. We decided to remove season two entirely from the website. I personally adore the ending of this film more than anything else in this film for one simple reason it is the best like narration of how your plan worked and why it ultimately failed i think any sherlock has ever given to any villain um so irene ran off with the cyanide Bad guy catches Irene to grab cyanide so that his plan might still work. Um, we we like we get an extended fight scene between Sherlock and Lord Blackwood, and then Lord Blackwood gets tied up and is being dragged over by a hunk of steel to drown in the Thames. And the whole time, Sherlock is just like. And here's how you did this. And here's how you did that. And I'm just sitting there like, yes. The <laughs> whole time. Because even though I know how it ends, it's such a fucking badass way to do it. Yeah. It's so fucking badass to just have him like, cont- as the guy's getting dragged over the edge. And then it ends with him saying, first it'll be caught, then it'll be the gallows. <laughs> The devil must have his due. And Lord Blackwood's like, the devil won't have his due today. And Sherlock just steps back as a giant hunk of steel falls through the thing, dragging Lord Blackwood to a chain that gets tangled around him and fucking um, Clayton style out of fucking Tarzan. Uh, Tarzan hangs him dead <laughs> then and there and it is such a badass way to end that scene oh my god though the physics of it his head would have popped off like uh the bottle top on a soda oh yeah that he, <laughs> it wouldn't be that clean nope <laughs> it came out on christmas and i watched it very close to then like i had a weird movie rating system when i was a uh, teenager in that if it was a good movie, it went into my wallet, and it stayed there until I no longer cared about the film. Oh, the ticket. Okay. Yeah. The ticket. My mistake. Yeah, you didn't I say ticket. It's like, it's, like, it's like, 
it's like if I liked it, I put the movie in my wallet. Yeah, and this movie I broke a lot of DVDs sta- that way. It stayed in my wallet for a while purely because I forgot that it was in there. <laughs> that sounds like this movie. I, I loved this film. Two pieces. Um, but then comes uh, these like the secondary ending scene where Watson is going to get the last of his stuff out of the apartment and he walks in to see Sherlock hanging there. And the obvious implication is, oh no, Sherlock killed himself because Watson moved out. If this wasn't already a successful film and going to be part of a mediocre franchise. Well, this is back before franchise, like, this is back before everything assumed it was a franchise. Eh. It was like right on the cusp of that becoming the thing. But Watson literally just hits Sherlock on the leg and Sherlock's like, oh, oh, sorry, fell asleep. It's actually quite comfortable. <laughs> yeah, like if this movie and had a, Watson this... then proceeds to make Sherlock explain how he did it before cutting him down. <laughs> because Watson's being a dick to Sherlock too. Yeah, naturally. Um But uh so Sherlock explains, oh, he hung himself but faked it. By bribing a bunch of people. He bribed the guard to pretend to be uh, possessed. He bribed the guy who was doing the noose to make sure it was hooked into his harness so that he wouldn't hang. And then he, you know, took some drugs and pretended to be dead. Oh, I poisoned the dog again. Why do you keep poisoning the dog? He's fine. He actually is fine, Mary. You needn't worry. He's seen far worse living with Sherlock. And, like, that's where it ends. I really, I just kind of realized it now. I kind of really enjoy this Watson. Yeah, he's a great Watson. And he's a great compliment to uh, uh, to RDJ Sherlock. Yeah, mainly because he doesn't give a shit about Sherlock's shit. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like. Like a lot of, like, a lot of, a lot of, like, modern takes on Watson is always just like, oh, cool, Blomie, you're amazing. But this one is, so this one is like, with you. yeah, but this, this one is one, like, Watson's, yeah, like, he, Watson he, doesn't even want to write the Sherlock stories. No, he's like, yeah, you're smart. Fuck you. Like, the only reason he writes them down is because his wife, his fiance, then wife is like, you should really write these down. They're really interesting. And he's like, uh, fucking fine. fine. <laughs> he doesn't want, he really does not care. And it's great. Not because he's like, oh, everyone's an asshole. But because it's hilarious to have a Watson who's just like, yes, so over we're it. friends, whatever. It doesn't matter. Because, <laughs> like, at one point, he's like, like, Sherlock's like, oh, here you go, whining. And Watson's like, when have I ever whined? Like, about any of the horrible shit you do. <laughs> like, you constantly do this. Yes. And this. Well, Yes. And this! Well, I can't argue with that, so I'm going to argue some other minor detail that you've left out. And oh. it's so great. It's like an actual friendship. It's like, yes! It is, it's like me, it's like how me and Dad constantly are, like, upset at each other over what we've watched, what we haven't watched, what we're making each other watch. Yeah. Look at this recording. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hell, honestly, I'm willing to believe that if I told Dad, hey, yeah, I can't work on the site anymore, he'd be upset at me for a hot, like, ten minutes and then be like, so you're coming to D&D this weekend, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> so you kind of think with Birdie. 
Bernie just left, but it's still like, yeah, I'll still fucking text him about our fucking theories on the authoritarian society on ordinary. I don't know. What? Don't worry about it. I'll tell you about it when you're older. Okay. Really? <laughs> well, I think this is my favorite Sherlock Watson pairing because of the fact that they're actual friends. Because... Practically every other, like the other Watson that I really like is um, Robo Watson from Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd Century. Right. But that's only because he's a robot who's like deluded himself into thinking he's Watson. Lucy Liu does all right. But still does robot shit. Yeah. yeah. Lucy Lucy Liu is all right in uh, elementary. She, She doesn't get to quite the levels that this Watson does. She's a little too, oh, Sherlock, you're so amazing for my taste at times. Um, a little yeah. bit, but th- I feel like that's more to the writing than to her. I love this movie. Um, I enjoy the sequel, even though it's much worse. Uh, I'll probably watch the sequel. Uh, like, I w- like To tell you why I watched this movie, my wife was like, what do you want to do tonight? And I decided, you know what, let's get drunk and watch movies. <laughs> of course. Being the fact that we both are adults who have things to do the next day, we only got to watch one movie, and it was this. But my plan was, I'm going to pick the first bad movie I see on Netflix. And instead, I saw this and was like, you know what? We're both Sherlock fans. This will do. So, like, that's the entire reason we watched this fucking movie. is because it was the first thing on Netflix I saw that we would both enjoy. I love this movie. I highly recommend it. Uh, watch Man on Fire or The Manchurian Candidate first. I'll be sure to check out our new series coming soon, Man or first. Fire. <laughs> Dead man, please don't make me touch the fire again. <laughs> you'll do it and you'll like it. Gotta make That's a YouTube thumbnail. Kink. That's not my kink. <laughs> it will be by the end of it. You're gonna give me Stockholm Syndrome, aren't you? Stockholm Syndrome for fire. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's how we became friends. That's depressing. <laughs> listen, hey, listen, hey, want to do a podcast? And you just never left. <laughs> we became friends because I enjoy talking to you, you asshole. <laughs> <sighs> Your turn. Yeah. I, was, I also got two things. Uh, one's a movie, one's a TV show. Um, just for sake of theming, I think I'll go with uh, the first thing because I also watched this real three star movie, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl. Oh, I remember that movie. Yeah, it's somewhat. It's pretty good. Is that the the first one? That's the very first one. Okay, the very yes. first one. Yeah, that one's entertaining. Yeah, it is. Hmm. It kind of goes like way more than I thought a fucking Disney movie would. There's way more blood in here and way more like on-screen murder. Like I like there's there's a scene in here where where people are getting fucking exploded by cannon shots while a child's crying in the street covered in blood. Or it might have been Yeah, dirt. it went there. Or might have been dirt. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. quite reach like the third level. 
Because I'm pretty sure the third Pirates of the Caribbean starts with a child being hanged. One of them starts with a child being hanged. Yeah, but like this one, it was very like it. Ha- it has a lot of this real like heavy shit of like just straight murder. Like you see dudes getting stabbed in the chest and dying. A lot of death, but then at the same time, it's like blah, I'm gonna get hit in the head and fall unconscious like a fucking cartoon character. Because you know Disney. Like, hey, we got these two. We got these two gross men dressed up like ladies trying to trying to fool the fucking British government because they. But then, but then one of them calls the other one fat, so then they become fighting. But then they turn to skeletons, and they almost got away with it. If weren't for you meddling kids and you talking dog. Yeah, this is this is just kind of like a straight. For those who don't remember, I guess, or hadn't seen it, because I'm assuming that only children listen to this. And eh, only twelve year olds would have the time to listen to our rambling. Ah, people got commutes. Yes, but then they could be listening to something more entertaining. Yeah, like traffic. See, twelve year olds have listened to everything because <laughs> they have nothing better to do with their lives. Yes, 12-year-olds, I'm insulting you. If you want me to stop... What are you going to do about it, child? If you want us to stop, then Patreon us at Death or Bronze. <laughs> there you fucking go, you're learning. I will I will apologize if you Patreon us. Yeah, the $5 tier gets an apology from us. No, just from me. If they want it from both of us, they have to go to the $10 tier. Yeah, so $1 tier will acknowledge our mistakes. $5 tier... Here, caveman, I'll send you a personalized apology. $10 tier, I'll send you a personalized apology. Yeah, I'll, it'll be a form letter. I ain't got time for that personalized shit. No, it's personalized in that it's a form letter with a blank space for the person's name. For you to print out and fill it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, here, hell has an opening. But yeah, so this is just like a straightforward fucking adventure story. Like nothing is, it it, it doesn't try to get into like the ridiculous mythology that the fucking Pirates series eventually gets to. Like Davy Jones is just the fucking, it's just a fucking thing. Like they don't mention him as a character. It's just like, yeah, see Davy Jones' locker, but it's not like an actual place. Like in the second one. I think it's the second one. Oh, no, wait, yeah, kid, no, it's no, wait, an the, actual ship. The kid, in, like, the, no, that's the that's the that's the hang Dutch, that's the flying Dutchman. Oh, okay. Davy Jones's locker is the endless desert with the rock with the rock crabs. It is yes. I do not remember that at all. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's the end. Oh yeah, yeah I do remember that. Yes, yeah, the okay, endless desert with the that. rock crabs. The only way to escape it is to flip your fucking boat at sundown. God, those movies got weird. Okay, so I think the second one starts with a child murder, and the third one starts in the desert. Because Jack yeah, dies. Because Jack dies in the second one. Because eaten by the Kraken, and then they go to rescue him for David Jones Lock in the third one. I'm gonna end up watching all of these. Well, I say all. I mean the original trilogy, not three, not four and five. Because fuck them. The story that was being told ended with three. Anything, anything else after that is money. It's just money.
Like, yeah, fuck, man. Like, Captain Jack, like Captain Jack, in those first two, in that first movie, they do a really good job of building up this legend of Captain Jack Sparrow and then immediately undercutting it. Yeah. Uh, fun. F- you want to know why he became a pirate? Hmm. He became a pirate because they gave him the East India Company gave him a slave ship to like transport. Hmm. And instead, he freed the slaves and gave them the ship. That's why he's a pirate. Because he stole a ship from the East India Company in that he freed the slaves aboard the ship. Hmm. Yeah. Bit of interesting for you. Interesting. Doesn't really fit with that first movie. It kind of does. Like everything, everything that's been given, like the amount of times he fucking betrays everyone and just like does the shit he does. That seems like that seems a bit too altruistic. I don't think so. Like I, I mean, remember, like I remember that first movie, like the like the uh, like a thing that kind of like really, well. The, the two things that kind of like really help me at least like get the get an idea of Jack Sparrow kind of just as a person is the increasing degree of slaps. <laughs> not sure I deserved that. I'm not sure I deserved that. Did you not deserve that one? Oh no, I deserved that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to get to Tortuga first, like it's like Scarlet O slap. I don't know if I deserved that one. And then next her walks up, it's like who's she? Who slaps? Okay, might have deserved that one. <laughs> and then, and then and the next pirate, who's played by fucking Zoe Zaldana, Gamora from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Hot. Yeah, she slaps him. Okay, I definitely deserve that. Slaps again. <laughs> yeah, because uh, if I remember correctly, he stole her boat. Yes. And she was none too happy about that shit. Yep, so then... So then he gave her the Interceptor, the fastest ship in the Caribbean, but then she stayed aboard the Black Pearl. Because. I think the Interceptor sank? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, just, it's a big old fucking pirate romp. Just high seas adventure, fucking really well choreographed sword fights. And like dynamically interesting sword fights too. Like going into those later ones, they get kind of ridiculous. With this, they keep like while there are still some cartoony physics, like with the fucking seesaw or whatever. They at least hold to a logic and a reality that people can get behind, as opposed to hey, we're all in this giant hamster wheel rolling down a hill through the jungle while sword fighting. What? I don't know what you're talking about. That is entirely logical and reasonable. Like that's a fucking water world shit. Entirely logical and reasonable. Oh man, we should watch Waterworld. I think we already did. <sighs> did we? Well, not we, but me and someone else. Yeah, we should watch Waterworld. Oh. I've been to do this for fucking ever. We're doing a fucking redux with the, with the with the amount of turnover we have this with the amount of turnover I have on this fucking website. Eventually, that's eventually the situation would come up where hey, we've already watched this, but this new crew. So you, you say you say it like you're gonna be able to get rid of me anytime soon. Well, 
may try and make me watch the Fast and the Furious movies, and I will leave. But that was that was a dark time in my youth. Everybody was obsessed with those pieces of shit, and all my friends were like, "We're gonna go see Fast and Furious." You coming, right, K-Man? You like movies? <laughs> yes, I like movies. That's why I'm not going to go see those. Hey, I like movies. Fast and Furious are great. No, they're not. They're dumb as hell, but great. No, they're not. Well, they, they, they kind of got legitimately great around Fast Five. I refuse to believe that. Like, the first one is acceptable. And that's about it. Yeah, the first one is point break, but with cars. The second one is the worst. Uh, Tokyo Drift sounds like a venereal disease. <laughs> Tokyo Drift is great. It sounds like a venereal disease. It, it had it had a fucking block of wood for a main character, but it introduces to Han. Who? So fun thing. So Han, his character was originally from a different film franchise. Really? Yeah, uh, I I believe uh, the director of Fast and Furious Three, like Tokyo Drift, or like or like the actor himself had played that guy. Had played a character named Han with the exact same personality and mannerisms in a completely different movie, and they just brought that over to Fast and Furious. Okay. Uh, but yeah, and then other fun thing, uh, his name is Han Solo. I'm not surprised. Yeah, so introduced to Han, who became a fucking fan favorite character, uh, who lasted until the sixth movie, despite dying in the f- despite dying in the first one he was in. Great. And then the seventh movie is actually then the seventh the, the end of the sixth movie and the entirety of the seventh movie retcons the third movie so the main bad guy was the one who killed Han. In, okay. in yeah, in Tokyo three in, in, in sorry in Tokyo Drift, Han just dies I in got a car. The Tokyo accident. Drift. Yeah, like like he like yeah. Our main guy and Han are in a drift battle with the main bad guy of the movie, and then Han they're like drifting through the streets of Tokyo, and then Han gets fucking t boned. Then his car explodes. What we learn in what we learn at the end of part six is that uh, the is the guy driving the car that T Bone Han was actually the brother of the bad guy from Fast Five. Okay. Who? No, sorry. The bad guy from sorry. The bad guy from Fast Six. The brother of the bad guy from Fast uh, Furious Six who ended up in a coma in the hospital. After okay. after him and his evil te- and his team of evil drifters got taken down by our team of good drifters, of course. Yeah, those guys were lawful evil. Luckily, our team is lawful neutral. Don't you mean chaotic? Uh, no, they were lawful because they were a military unit. Oh fuck, God no! Yes, they they were they were a former they were former military unit of specialized vehicle operatives. Uh. This is literally making my stomach hurt. It's so dumb. I want you I love to it. understand this. I want you to understand this. This is literally making my stomach hurt. Uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Pirates of the Caribbean. All right. So yeah, the first thing that I like really, that really helped like establish Jack's character for me was that fucking slap, fucking stack. The other thing was how he got off the island. My favorite, one of my favorite moments in that movie is how he arrives at Port Royal. 
Yes, that too. Actually, yeah, that too. Just, just you, you see him up on his fucking like you see him like up on the like, top of the mast, just scanning the horizon or whatever, and then uh, then immediately he crawls down and just starts emptying out his boat that's in the middle of sinking. No, no, I'm talking about how he just coasts. Yes, yeah, and then just coasts sinking, right in, just and then just walks on board. Yep. <laughs> Sir, I need your name and a shilling. Three shillings. You forget the name. I'm the best pirate you've never heard of. No, he Captain cares that you heard of him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's like... It's like, you're the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, him getting off the island, so... For those who haven't seen it... Because the movie came out in like 2003, I think. Oh, God, there are people alive who haven't seen that movie. Yes, there are people who live who only know the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise as On Stranger Tides Forward. I had a friend who was obsessed with that game. I mean, not that game, that movie franchise. Why? Oh, the franchise. Uh, okay, I thought you meant that. I thought you meant the fourth one specifically. Like, fucking why? And uh, like at one point, we got her a liar's dice set, and she she was like, "This is the best birthday present ever." So. Did she sound like Jack Sparrow? No, she did not sound like Jack Sparrow. So that was the kind of voice you did. <laughs> but anyway, so other than the movie, Jack Sparrow, pirate captain, used to used to used to be captain of the Black Pearl, got mutinied, stranded on a desert island, and everyone and the story that he began to tell everyone was that he was that he was stranded there for three days and then walked out into the shallows, stood there for another three days and three nights, and then until. The, until the creatures of the sea became used to him. Yeah. Acclimated to him is what they say. And they do pronounce it like that. Mm-hmm. So then, he grabbed a bunch, so then he grabbed a bunch of sea turtles, lashed them together to make a raft, and then just fucking sailed off into the sunset. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, You're forgetting what he used to lash them together with. I was literally going to say that. Oh, okay. Because that's the way it goes. He says, lash them together, then ask, what do you use for rope? Human hair gathered from his back. What actually happened was he landed on the island. Turns out it was a rum runner's island. He talked his way onto a boat after three days. Three days of drinking, carousing, and having the best damn time of his life. Yeah, just got drunk out on the beach for three days. And some dudes came along and said, hey, can I get a ride? Yeah, sure. That was fucking great. Just they build up this fucking, they build up this goddamn pirate. Like with all those weird mannerisms and stuff, and you're like, "Oh, that's a, that's all, that's everything that's happening," and like all all these things that they haven't explained, and then the one, and then the thing that kind of like made him real big was just, I got lucky, and that's kind of his entire shtick. Just I do all these ridiculous, stupid things, and then get lucky and have to work out in my favor. Like hell, the fact like him getting to Port Royale at all was just pure luck. He also has a magic compass. That too. But they hadn't gone super into detail about what that actually was yet. No, they hadn't. So it was it was just like this mysterious thing that he's somehow able to use. And then it showed up in Pirate in uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 and it was the weirdest level. Yeah, I don't. The, the, the first Pirates movie is still really good. It gets it gets fucking heavy a bit with just straight on fucking on-screen murder. And that doesn't necessarily 
gel super well when it goes into comedic stuff. Mm-hmm. Like pirate. I think it. I, honestly, I think it hit just the right rhythm for me. It was uh, it was a bit jarring for me whenever it switched back and forth. Like like in that fucking pirate invasion, there's like regular old sword fights going on. Fucking Will axes a dude in the back that he comes back from <coughs> the dead, drops a bomb at his fucking feet, and then, and all this fucking insane shit's happening. And then Will just gets conked in the back of the head by a fucking vase and then falls unconscious, and then that's the end of the scene. I'm like, uh. Uh, but one thing I actually do want to give like real major props to uh, is the ending fight scene because the ending because uh, one of the effects they do is that whenever the pirates the evil pirates go into sun, go into moonlight they become skeletons and all their shit gets fucking disheveled and ripped to hell because of a curse from Aztec gold because yeah in that ending in that ending fucking fight scene it is a it is a bunch of cursed pirates having a sword fight. In a cave that has sporadic moonlight. So them having to go, so them, so them like doing the fight scene as regular, and then and then the fucking uh, special effects people masking out the actual guy, and then putting in the model of their fucking skeleton pirates over top, matching his movements, and then them coming out of the light and them fading back into the regular dude. It was just really dynamic and really well done, and it added a, it added kind of a lot to the scene of just me sitting there staring at it. It's like, all right, when are they going to the moonlight? There it is. Okay, the change actually happened. I'm trying. I was trying to catch it. <laughs> but no, they did a fucking great I'm job. Catch when you fuckers swap over. Yeah, and they did a really great job. It was neat, and something that I haven't really seen. It's something that I haven't really seen like or since. And it was very impressive. So yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one. It's still really good. Next thing I watched uh, is a TV series that I feel like you're probably going to hate, Caveman. Okay. So it's called The Boys. Oh, is that, that's that superhero one, right? Yeah. I've been very curious about that because the ads have made it seem very appealing to me. Okay. I wasn't sure whether or not you'd be into it based on our talks about other things. And how, you, and how things. you kind of don't like dark shit. Well, see, it, but this, this actually seems like it's the kind of dark shit that's up my alley. Because it's not real world dark shit. Uh, it kind of is because one of the characters gets me too'd. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> Like, I genuinely do not give a shit about that. Like, the only part I care about is that some of the people who are getting accused are actually, uh, you know, monsters and getting punished for it. Okay. Because until that happens to me, I'm not going to really be that arsed. Okay, so, The Boys, for those who don't know, based on a Garth Ennis book from a couple years back, uh, The Boys is about a group of people who, so it's set in a world where the superheroes are a thing, uh, but superheroes are assholes. And it follows a group of people whose job it is to essentially take down superheroes. And all of it uh, kind of centers around a character called Huey. Uh, Huey Campbell, uh, in the comics, he is Scottish and based design-wise off of Simon Pegg. In the show, he's American and his dad is Simon Pegg. Cool. 
Yeah, so uh, Huey, uh, he's just kind of out with the girlfriend one day, and his girlfriend gets turned to literal paste by A-Train, a super speed-based hero. Cool. And so then he, like, goes through grieving and stuff, um, and eventually he's, like, and eventually Vought American, the company that essentially owns the superheroes, comes over, comes to him and goes, all right, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to give you a settlement just so you don't, just so you keep quiet. Sign this NDA. And he's like, oh, fuck you people. At which point he gets approached by Billy Butcher. Uh, Billy Butcher is a British expat uh, who claims to work for a couple different government organizations. And his and his whole thing is that he hates superheroes, specifically Homelander, the Superman equivalent, with a burning and fiery passion and wants to bitch slap the fuck out of them. Man after my own heart. Yeah. Uh, but this is kind of where the comic and TV show differ because in the comic, the boys were already established. The boys were a thing that were working with the backing of the CIA. And Huey was their newest member. In the show, the boys were a thing that then got disbanded and then Billy's trying to get the band back together. Minus the female. Whose name is the female. Wow. That, that's great. Well, sorry. In the show, her name is Kimiko. In the comic, her name is the female of the species. A Japanese girl who does not talk and explodes people by touching them. So why doesn't he want explodey pants back? Because she wasn't part of the original team in the show. They find okay. her over the course of the show. Okay. Yeah, in, in the comics, she in the comics, she and the Frenchman were the muscle. And they just kind of hung out, whatever, and then yeah, in the show, they don't find her until episode six. Because she wasn't part of the original team. But to make up for that, they changed the guy who originally formed the boys into a woman. Okay. At least there's that. Yeah, but uh, I don't want to. I don't want to spend the entire time comparing the fucking comic to the show because I do that way too fucking much. Uh, but I will say that tone wise, I think you'll prefer the show to the comic. Good, because in the comic, uh, the heroes are shown to be a lot more hedonistic. They like there is a mini series called Hero Gasm, which is about an event where all the superheroes go full Caligula. Where they are fucking each other, they're fucking prostitutes. They are just having just ridiculous amounts of sex, uh, to the point that the to the point that uh, the female prostitutes uh, bleed all the time. Great. Yep. Whereas in this, they are shown th- th- there are definitely superheroes shown to be you know perverts and and go for like the really bad shit. Like uh, one of the characters who I believe is show exclusive uh, called Translucent. He spends a st- he does the power to turn invisible, obviously, and he's and to do that he has to be naked, so he hangs out in the women's bathroom. <sighs> yeah. Uh, don't worry, he gets a, he gets a bunch of C four shot up his ass and blown up. Doesn't really make it better. <laughs> you see what I mean by maybe you won't be into this. Oh no 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 like. I feel better because he's dead, but the fact that he was able to do that at all, 
bothers me. Because you know there were people who knew. Yeah, in the scene there were people who knew. Because uh, the other kind of vehicle for learning about this hero stuff is a new is Starlight. So in this world, they have the Seven, which is basically Justice League. The Seven in the show is made up of Homelander, the Superman, uh, Queen Maeve, the Wonder Woman, uh, A-Train, the Flash, the Deep, Aquaman, uh, Black Noir, Batman, uh, and then... and then trans- got to be black? Because he wears all black. Ge- genuinely, noir means black. Why is he black, black? Because there's because there's a bear called Bear, Bear, Bear. <laughs> and this is what I love about comics. No, that's not from comics. That's from that's from life. There's a bear. Really? Who's, there's a bear who's genetic. Who's like fucking like genus name or whatever translates to Bear, Bear, Bear. That is awesome. I need to find out what species this is. Yeah. Meanwhile, the grizzly bear is called Horrible Bear, Bear. So yeah, Black Noir and then Translucent, who Translucent, they changed from, they changed him from Jack from Jupiter, who was the Martian Manhunter. But anyway, uh, so, and then there was also Lamplighter, the seventh of the seven. Uh, Lamplighter retires. And so they, and so then the seven begins holding auditions for the next person to join the seven. And the person to get that job is Starlight, a superhero from Iowa. Who's just like, you know, small town girl, go move out to the big leagues. First day, first day there, she gets brought into the fucking like seven meeting room with their big fucking table. That is the Vought America logo. And it's like, hey, yeah, this is, this is all great and stuff. So we got these monitors that fucking generate that fucking, you know, give, give us, give us, you know, instant reports way faster than other superheroes. And maybe in some, some of them, even the police and government agencies. It's like, oh, this is great. She's being toured around by the deep. It's like. Yeah, it's, it's really cool, man. I'm so looking forward to working with you guys. You know, I had a bit of a crush on you when I was a kid, when I was younger. It's like, oh, really? Cool. Turns around, his pants are out. Just, just, he's just stroking it. Great. And then essentially, you know, power, like power plays are like, you know, I'm fucking, I'm fucking number two man around here. You don't, you don't fucking go with it. Maybe you're not hearing, maybe you're here for much longer. Hard cut to her throwing up in the bathroom, and then Great. Queen and then Queen Maeve walks in, stands her towels like fucking clean yourself up. You're part of the goddamn seven. Grabs another towel. Get the fuck out of here, translucent. Just throws a towel at him. He's just leaning against the wall, real casual, like just de- just decloaks. Yeah, I'm a go. As very awkwardly walks out with his dick waving around. It was very funny. Sexual assault aside, it, it all it all works really well. Um, they this is uh, another thing from like Seth Rogen and the guys who made Preacher. Uh oh, who have a who have a talent for taking Garth Ennis and removing the more Garth Ennisy parts from it to make it a bit more enjoyable. Yeah, my problem is Preacher was like. It was slow to the point where I never continued it. This was not. Okay, good. Yeah, this was eight episodes, and eight episode, and in those eight episodes, things were happening. Okay, good. Because I wanted to finish Preacher, but it got really boring really fast. Yeah, season two picked up a lot. 
Like, well, they had to pick up because the Saint of Killers was after him. Just you, you gotta get me with season one. Yeah, no, season season one was essentially let's take the first issue of the comic and make it a season. Oh God, no! That was Preacher, not this. Okay, this good. breaks away from the comic story fairly significantly. In a way that I will not say because the series just came out. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, but spoilers. If, I swear to God, actually, because I'm going to watch this in my downtime and I would be very cross if you actually spoiled it for me. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't like I didn't, you know, give a spoiler warning for the female because she is a fucking primary character that is in all of the marketing. Mm hmm. But story limit wise, I'm not going to give away too much. That's not like the first three episodes that I already did. But anyway, it's a lot of fun. Uh, one of the big problems with it is a just kind of an issue with Huey, which which is an issue that they kind of which is an issue that they bring up in the show itself because he starts because he's he's a very like you know weak willed person, but then kind of gets more balls as the series progresses. And one of the things he says is like, hey, whatever the price, I'm going to fucking pay it so I can get back at these bastards. And then constantly, constantly, it's just, I, hey, I'm a good guy. I got to not do this stuff. Which, like I said, they point out in the show, but it still kind of bugs me of just that weird flip-flopping nature. It is in character form, but it's a character I'm not super a fan of. Uh, but yeah, the rest, the rest of the cast are doing all right. Um. Billy Butcher is played by Carl Urban, who I'm just a, I'm a fucking mark for Carl Urban. He's just fucking great in most things he is in, and I really enjoy seeing him and stuff. And having him just be this fucking, this fucking like hard knuckled British asshole is great. Um, Frenchie, I do not, I have no fucking idea who plays Frenchie. I've never seen that guy before, but I enjoy him. Uh, like, I, I enjoy a lot of the cast. Uh, Mother's Milk. No idea who plays him either. Uh, well, I have an idea who plays him, but I don't know the actor's name. Like, the series has actually a really weird balance of people I know and people I don't. Which is a weird thing. It, mo- more often than not, it is like, hey, I know pretty much everyone in this show except for like three or four people. With this, it's like kind of half and half. Because you got like Carl Urban, Elizabeth Shue, Simon Pegg. Uh, it's a bunch of people like that and then a bunch of people who I have never seen before or if I have seen I have no idea what their names are which honestly is kind of refreshing uh, either it means that people who have been working for a while are getting are getting a chance to be like you know in some real big shit or it's getting more getting some more unknown actors which that's always good more talent is good Uh, but yeah, the boys was the boys was really solid. Uh, like I said, tone stuff with Huey uh, aside, it is a very fun deconstruction kind of take on superheroes, which I feel like we're getting to that point that we need that now. Like it has been over a decade of just straight Marvel, so having something that is taking down. Having something that's taking down superheroes a bit is 
real is something that I enjoy. Uh, it is kind of ironic, or not ironic, but kind of sad that they're taking down this. They're taking down the Justice League because, like, when the boys came out, the Justice League was the superhero team outside of the Avengers, and a lot more people knew about fucking a lot more people knew about the Justice League just because of Batman and Superman. Yeah, but I mean, now the Avengers, the Avengers' biggest names are kind of small time compared to the Justice League's biggest names. Or they were when the when the when the original book came out. Coming out now in a post MCU universe, it feels like you're punching down. Eh. Because the Justice League was a very bad movie. Yeah. And I'll give you that, like, like more people know about the Marvel universe now than the DC universe, probably, but. Yeah, I still like, don't feel like it's really punching down because they've got decades of reputation. It feels like punching down just because it's a TV show now. Well, what I kind of hope that the TV show goes beyond where the comics are because it's already shown some proclivity to change, if only because of the female of the species. Also, the ending of the season. Spoilers. Like... I can't get into it, but there is a significant thing in the comics. A are you, are you talking about the orgy? Not You're the orgy. About the orgy, aren't you? I'm not talking about the orgy. Dead man's only talking about the orgy this entire episode. They kind of keep some of the hedonism in there, but change it up a bit so that's a bit less. It's a bit less Caligula. There is one thing I have to ask because this is something that could turn me off from watching it. Do we get male full frontal? Yes. Do we get any female full frontal? Not that I've seen. That, see, that that could turn me off. But there is a scene where a man with stretchy powers makes out with two dudes while on the other side of the room he's getting sucked off. Okay. See, I'm, I'm not a big fan of gay porn. Usually, I have, it, usually it has to be balanced out a little bit by at least... A, like a side boob or something. There, there might be a there might be a bit, but I think it's Elizabeth. It's mostly Elizabeth Shue. I don't know who that is. Uh, do you remember the? Did you see the Back to the Future movies? Yes. Uh, she was Marty's girlfriend in the second and third one. Oh, she was attractive, but she's like in her sixties now. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't remember a whole lot of. I don't remember a whole lot of nudity, period. I think there's only one scene of straight-up nudity, and it is the dude's dick. Okay, I can accept that. But, like, the... and Yeah, so, like, the whole... The, the, the whole, like, the, th- the scene I mentioned earlier... That is, that, is only sh- that is only one scene in the show, and there is no actual nudity involved in it. Okay. Ah, uh, but yeah, it's cool. This is this is all really cool. I really enjoyed the show. Um, the changes they make from the comics are are not like are not like oh they took this thing that I like they took this thing that I like got away with it. They they feel like structural changes to a make the show way less fucking dark and b to try to give the series a bit more longevity because the cause like. Not again. Not getting specifics. In the comic, the thing that they changed was endgame material. Mm-hmm. This 
gives it some legs. Like a bit more, a little bit more legs than what the comic had. Really sexy legs, nicely shaven, do, tapered. Do, do, I'm, I'm gonna just say don't, <laughs> just because it involves rape. Oh, never mind then. Exactly. That I will got s- depressing really quickly. Yes, it did. That's that's why the second you started doing that, I'm like, oh, don't. <laughs> just this. This is a dark series. I'm not gonna fucking deny that. Like, this is a very, very, very dark series, and the comics. Even more so, like nihilistic, like third season of Rick and Morty dark. But for the entire run. With this, they up the tone a little bit, they up the colors a little bit. It makes it all a bit lighter and more of a comedy. And I feel like that's for the better. With the boys, I haven't read it in a while, but the last time I tried reading it, I actually got turned off a bit because I just got bored because it was so dark. Mm-hmm. With this, though, I feel like I can come back to it and still enjoy it and have, like, fun with it. There is no scene in this show where Huey has to f- fucking wonder why there's always semen, why there's always blood in the semen that gets, f- that gets poured from under his door. Which is a thing that is a fucking, that is a fucking bit, that is a panel in the comic where he's like, he's like, who keeps fucking masturbating under my door? And why is there always blood in it? So yeah, if you want to see bloody semen, read the comic. If you want to just enjoy like a a fun shit on superheroes, check out the show. It is nowhere near that level. Now you see why I was a bit worried about you actually liking this, just because I would end up talking about the comic a bit and maybe a bit of yeah, no, I understand cross contamination there. But we'll say that the show is not the comic. And I feel like I did a better job of like giving my critical opinion on it without comparing it to the comic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so check out The Boys. It's on Amazon Prime. Eight episodes out now. It has been confirmed for a second season, I believe. Good. They've already cast one major character from the comics, and they have mentioned that another one will be coming. Uh, which is good. The casting... Don't make a doesn't make much sense to me. Mainly because the character they're casting is a Nazi and they cast him as a woman. Which Okay. Which based on what I've heard about Nazism and fascism seems like a woman might be a seems like a woman might be a not great idea. But whatever. We'll see what happens when it comes out. So then, then, news-wise, so, the beginning of the show, when I was a bit distracted because I was looking stuff up, I was looking to see if we had recorded the last podcast before Comic-Con happened, because we released it after Comic-Con happened. Yay! Yes, but, since last time we recorded... We're professionals. Yeah, since last time we recorded, Comic-Con happened. And things came with it. Uh, so I guess... We'll get the Marvel stuff out of the way. So Marvel revealed Phase 4. Which is going to be starting 
a year after Endgame, which is a bit too soon. But, uh, yeah, so here is, here is what they have done. Phase four. I'm, I'm just going to kind of run down the bigger things. Well, sorry, I'm not going to run down the bigger things. I'm going to run down everything and then get more into specifics afterwards. So, as part of phase four, they have announced ten projects. Uh, five movies and five Disney Plus exclusive series. Uh, going from 20, going from 2020 to 2021. Uh, so they are in order, I guess. Uh, Black Widow, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Eternals, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, Wanda Vision, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, and Thor Love and Thunder. I like the idea that they're actually making What If a series. Yes, that is cool. I like I like What If comics. They're always fun. Yeah. Yeah, those are neat. Uh, yeah, so the What If thing, I guess since you mentioned that first. Give me Disney Plus show, and it is an animated series. And it will be... And it will be, like, non-canon things, just weird takes of, what if this thing happened that didn't? A uh, bunch of the a bunch of the ga- uh, actors from the from the fucking show or the, from from their from their fucking movies and stuff will be reprising their roles because of course they will be. Uh, but yeah, so um, some things of note, I guess. Uh, so Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness is a horror movie. Just, just according to Marvel, a straight-up horror movie. Good. That sounds awesome. Yes, it does. Uh, the Multiverse of Madness is, is, for those who don't know, a callback to H.P. Lovecraft, a racist and seminal writer. Uh, so I really want to see what the fuck that is. Um, Thor Love and Thunder, the fourth movie in the thing, will be directed by Taika Waititi again. And they have also um, announced that Natalie Portman will be coming back, and she'll be playing Thor. Yeah, my wife isn't happy about that because she didn't like her very much. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing. Not they're doing female Thor. That fucking Natalie Portman came back. And that she'll be doing it at all. Like, Natalie Portman came out on stage and they gave her the hammer. It looked like a twig holding a hammer. I wonder so, if they're going to do the cancer thing. I mean, probably. Because that's kind of the story. For those that know in the comics... um. A while back, Marvel did this big move where it's like, hey, we're shaking things up. We're going to change our characters. There's fucking Thor's a woman now. Captain America's black. Iron Man moved. That was that was their big fucking push. Just Sam Wilson's now Captain America. Thor is now woman. Iron Man is in San Francisco. Ooh. Yes, in the comics, uh, Jane Foster... Uh, sorry, in a comic book that was terrible, uh, Thor, for a very stupid reason, uh, became unworthy of wielding Mjolnir, and then it just kind of landed on the moon. And then at the end of that thing, a person that we do not know, that we did not know about at the time, uh, came over and picked up the hammer. And I was like, hey, I'm Thor now. Woo! 
And then a woman Thor just kind of began going around. Not, did not call herself any kind of like she Thor or any kind of like that. She just, I am Thor. Because Thor was a title, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old guy, the old Thor, uh, began going by Odinson. Fair. Yep, and then we eventually learned that this new Thor is Jane Foster, who's currently dying of cancer. Uh, she was also she's also part of a Asgardian Council of Worlds. Cool. Bas- basically, a representative from each of the ten realms sat down, and she was a representative from Earth. Cool. Yeah, and so she was going around getting chemotherapy and stuff. Um, the people on Asgard were like, "We can cure your cancer. Just fucking let us." And she's like, "No, nah, I'm good." Why? Uh, they never gave a satisfying answer for that. <sighs> then there, we know the, what the right answer is because it's a plot point. Yeah, so she was getting chemotherapy, and every time she became Thor, the chemo and the effects of the chemo got reversed because becoming Thor essentially becoming purged th- her body of toxins. Yes. Cancer is just a rapid growth of cells, which are not seen as toxins. Chemo is literally poison. Yay! <laughs> it's why in D&D, if, I, if one of my players is just like, I'm going to spam healing all the time, I'm like, you'll give your party cancer. <laughs> it's literally how I deter just constant... Like, I'm going to be the healer, and that's all I do. Yeah. Oh, also, just as part of this, um, Valkyrie, um, yeah, Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie was confirmed gay. Okay. So Marvel now has their first LGBT character, and she's black. Okay. Oh, Black Widow movie's going to be a prequel. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah, they kill her and give her a movie. We're going to talk about this, and then, eh, okay. All right, moving on to Black Widow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, Rachel Wise will also be in the movie, as well as David Harbour, which are neat. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. It's a fucking kung fu movie. Sounds fun. Yep, Shang-Chi is a... Is a uh, Iron Fist adjacent character. And Legend of the Ten Rings is the Mandarin. You know. Uh, The Eternals, meanwhile, are a pantheon of fucking dudes uh, made by Jack Kirby. So that's fucking neat. Uh, And that one will be starring um, Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie, as well as others. As well as others. Meanwhile, Disney Plus stuff. It's Loki. Uh, yeah, so Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Hawkeye, that stuff. Uh, I believe with Hawkeye, uh, they did mention that uh, Kate Bishop will be in it. I, I believe they mentioned that. Let me just double check there. Da, 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 da. Uh, yeah, so the show will be 
The show will be kind of looking at uh, some of his time as Ronan, the murder boy from okay. fucking that he turned into. And they will be introducing Kate Bishop. Okay. Okay. That's a fucking big deal for me because Kate Bishop's fucking great. And I really love Hawkeye. I, I, I don't know who they are. Kate Bishop is the second Hawkeye. Okay. That's just cool. Uh, yeah, what if is self-explanatory. WandaVision is that. Uh, Loki will be looking at what happens with Loki after he escapes with the Tesseract in 2012. A.K.A. an alternate universe show. And that'll be happening. Disney Plus looks bad. Just guys got these shows. No. Fuck Disney Plus. No, you're kidding. Disney Plus looks bad? Trying to take the very thing that was saying, hey, get rid of exclusive services that you have to pay too much for and saying, no, we're going to make it into exclusive services is a bad idea? That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, last Marvel thing for Comic-Con. Uh, oh, wait, sorry. Last two things for Marvel um, at Comic-Con. Uh, so they announced that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be ending with its seventh season. Just because they can't uh, bring it over to their Disney Plus app. Yeah, well, also, they've gotten so fucking far away from everything they're doing. I still say it's exclusively because they can't bring it, bring it to their Disney Plus app. Wait, why can't they bring it to their Disney Plus app? Because it's uh, contracted to another station, isn't it? To ABC, is it ABC? which Disney owns. Oh, never mind. It's purely because they're bored with it then. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so anyway, the seventh season, I need to catch up. Because it is still really good. I still really enjoy it. Uh, and then... Uh, and then they also announced that Mahershala Ali will be playing a new Blade. Whoa. People freaked the dick out about that. Yeah, I know. I'm actually excited for a new Blade <laughs> movie. But I had a pattern and I had to stick to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and final, final thing uh, for Marvel. Uh, new Fantastic Four is in development. Boo. <laughs> genuine. That's a genuine boo from me? Because I fucking hate the Fantastic Goddamn Four. Okay, then. Like, vehement hatred. And it's all because of fucking Mr. Fanfuckstick. Yeah, he's bad. Like, I like all the rest of the characters. But the fact that Marvel won't just man up and admit that he is a sociopath, serial killer monster and not make him the main focus of every fucking goddamn thing pisses me off so much that I can't like anything Fantastic Four related except for fucking Doctor Doom. Because he's Reed Richards if he admitted to his wrongdoings. Well, okay then. I think I kind of love to bring up with that stuff is just there's a point in the, there's a point in like the way in the past where Doctor Doom planted a fake journal that impl that implied that Reed Richards knew that the f like intentionally disabled the shielding that exposed them all to space radiation and everyone just to believed see what happened and and everyone believed it everyone believed it because <laughs> it's believable yeah that's so he's a <laughs> he's a sociopathic dickwag who needs to be just fucking turned into a villain already well. They did the bullshit of that by have by having multi by having with the multiverse by having a council of evil reeds. 
but still leaving the real Reed Richards as the good Reed Richards. And they made that Reed Richards a god. Specifically the god of the current Marvel Universe. Before he gave it up to go fucking spaceship with his family. Who do I have to kill? A lot. Just a lot. All of them them an editorial. Okay. Anywho. Uh, So, moving on from there. uh, The CW showed up with a bunch of their fucking shows. Anything good? Uh, Black Lightning's alright. Okay. Well, yeah, but that's Black Lightning. Uh... Yeah, I hadn't. I haven't seen any. I haven't. I haven't watched any of the other CW superhero shows except for Legends of Tomorrow, and they didn't mention that. Uh, there, there is still getting a new season of that, and shit's still happening with it. And they just didn't bring it to Comic Con because it's too much of a niche show, mm-hmm. I guess. Unlike That's Arrow, show, the fucking, the fucking slap dick bomb diggity, the first one to get canceled. Woo, Arrow. Uh, trailer got shown for Dark Crystal Age of Resistance the new the new Henson Puppet Factory TV show based on the Jim Henson film from the fucking 80s awesome yeah uh, showed a behind the scenes look at some of the puppet stuff they'd be doing it's puppets it's coming out August 30th what 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 service is it coming on Netflix yes you need to watch it uh, HBO released a, released a trailer for uh, His Dark Materials, their new show. It looks I good. I recognize that title. Pardon? I recognize that title. The Golden Compass. Ah! Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really, really hated where it went. The book series. Okay. Like, I loved the first book, liked the second book, and then the ending to the third book kind of ruined it for me. And that doesn't happen often. It's happened with two book franchises. Um, any of my friends would should be able to tell you what those book franchises are. Uh, well, at least the other one. Um, Dark Tower. Is that done? The ending be- what? Is that that's done? Seven books. The ending made me tear the final book in half. Jesus. Yeah. It was that bad. And like, like open like, in half, tear along the spine, or like phone book? Phone book. Because <laughs> I was that angry. And then my mom saw it, and I was like, well, I know the ending was bad, but come on. <laughs> she literally just made, she made me go down to Walgreens and buy a second copy. Had she already read it? Like, or like, what? Like, did she just know your reaction, or did she read it and go, "Yeah, that's bad." She had read it already. Oh, okay. she got her hands on it first because she bought it. Nice. Um, and, and then I read it and just like, ah, close, turn, rip, drop, and she's like, "What was that?" Okay, it was bad, but come on, boy, that was expensive. I was like, "It wasn't that expensive. It's like nine ninety nine. I'll go buy another copy." Nice. Okay, so what the fuck? It, so what the what happened in the in the fucking Hazard materials? Like, I only 
The only thing um, I know about his Dark Materials is I watched the Golden Compass movie, and I have read that it's about religion and astrophysics. It ends with the 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 young the two children becoming Adam and Eve. Fucking and what? It's just such a yeah. It's such a nonsensical, pointless ending to like the story that we had been getting told. Like I know there's a multiverse, just, but what the fuck? Yeah, no, I I despise that ending. It's that, so that, bad. What? Yeah. Yeah, you see? I wasn't mad enough to tear the book in half. But I was mad enough to never want to see the books or movies ever again. I'm not even I'm not even mad. I'm just confused. <gasps> I mean Okay. I mean the story is about religion and multiverses, so I guess. Yeah, and it pissed off several Christians too, which is hilarious to me. Anything will piss off Christians. That's true. Fuck, if they knew about us, we'd piss them off. Oh, no, I piss off Christians on the reg. But I'm a pagan, so... No, I mean, if they knew about Destro Prods. Like, like not, yeah. not knew about us personally. The ones that know about me personally. <laughs> like, like, if, like, if one million moms knew about us, they'd be like, oh, those fuckers. Oh, my God. I just thought of something hilarious. Hmm. What if they petitioned iTunes to get us shut down? <laughs> given and how, yes, I am, I am shitting the, on the fact that they can't even get the right producer. Given the terrible way to actually look at fucking iTunes metrics, I have no idea if that would be good or bad for us. <laughs> so anyway, moving right along. Uh, we got a trailer for Picard. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm kind of confused. Okay. Well, what are they going to do? It's like, okay, you're trying to do Star Trek again. Trying to revive that. Uh, so, here's the thing. Based on the trailer, they're not trying to do Star Trek again. They're trying to do 2009 Star Trek again. Yeah, I know. And that's what, that's another thing that has me confused. Yeah, I'm so... Just sitting here like... So it is set, so according to what I've what I've read what I've read and seen the trailer, uh, set twenty years after uh, the original like fucking after the end of fucking next gen. Uh, Picard meets a young woman who has space importance and kung fu powers. Then so again, is he like mentor figuring her? I think he is like I think he's like mentor figuring an entire ship of hot young people. Awesome. Mostly the hot young people part. But it's like hot young people in bad Star Trek makeup. So you want to hear something interesting? What's that? Actually, about Star Trek. What's that? So my wife showed me a post recently um, on Tumblr where there's there's a new theory out there for why no one... Um, why no one actually like knows about the shit Kirk's already been through. And it's because... Everyone looked at Kurt's logs and said, he's just making up bullshit to excuse why he isn't doing his job. Because his adventures are too implausible. And I have applied that headcanon to all the rest of Star Trek, and it makes sense. Because who the fuck is going to believe Picard about fucking Q and the Q Continuum? 
fair, I guess. I don't have enough knowledge of Star Trek to call bullshit on that or not. Uh, I've been meaning to get no one as much of a nerd as I am. I've been meaning to get into Star Trek. There's just a lot of it. Yeah, there is. I recommend starting with season two or three of Next Gen. I was going to start with Deep Space Nine. Yeah, no, Deep Space Nine is a great one. It's just a little denser than what most people can enjoy. Means um, I, I, it's mainly it's, I mainly been wanting to go check out Deep Space Nine because I watch a lot of Red Letter Media, and from what I have heard about them talking about Star Trek, Deep Space Nine seems like it's up my alley of taking the Federation and just kind of going, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, no, it's Deep Space Nine is, in my opinion, the best Star Trek series. Okay. That's my opinion, of course. Others might have differing opinions. Those people are wrong. <laughs> uh, Especially yeah. if their opinion is that Enterprise is the best season. <laughs> they are just <laughs> Who the wrong. fuck thinks that? Even I know that's the worst one. Even I, I have actually heard that argument made. And, like, oh my god, I was just like, really? They need you to quantum leap what? themselves the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Scott Bakula was the main guy. I just didn't. I, I I know what quantum leap is. I know. I know. What you, I know that I get. The, I got the joke. Wait, I'm retarded. What? That is a that is a straight line for quantum leap because there's an episode of quantum leap. The dude quantum leaps into a dude with Down syndrome. Oh, okay. Let's make a joke about the fact that I'm stupid. You're not stupid, dead man. You're an alternative intelligence. Oh, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> I mostly said that to piss you off. Uh, also, got a new tra- also got a new trailer for the Watchmen series coming to fucking HBO. <sighs> Which I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know a couple of things. Don't know a lot of things. Fair, but with this series, I don't, I don't know a couple of things. I don't know what I feel about it, and I don't know when the fuck it takes place. I think that's in part on purpose. I know it takes place after Watchmen. But it also seems like it kind was... of ignores a part of Watchmen. Yeah, it does. Uh, so, in... So in in this trailer, at least, uh, they talk about Dr. Manhattan and show actual news footage of him on Mars. Okay. For those who know Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan left Earth to go to Mars. Yeah, because he was sick of humanity. For those who don't remember Watchmen, he then left the universe. Yeah. He just GTFO'd. Yeah, after the events of Watchmen, he's like... Yeah, I'm gonna go see if I can make a new life, and then left, and then took over the DC universe. Oh yeah, that is the thing that happened. Yeah, doomsday clock, motherfucker. It's weird. Comics are weird. Oh, chef, you want to get sued? <laughs> I mostly want him to acknowledge us. Notice me, senpai. That'll never happen. Yeah, because I'm not on the comics podcast. <laughs> Because well, I don't read them anymore because I just get angry. Well, right now, there currently isn't a comics podcast. Maybe I should sign up for the DC app just so that I can do the comics podcast with you. <laughs> uh, a portion of my allowance each month for that shit. Anyway, yeah, so this whole thing, um, 
they, they go a bit more into it. Like I said, they show like fucking him on Mars. Uh, they get more into some of the imagery we saw from like teasers and stuff. Uh, in this future, uh, cops are vigilantes. Like like what? cops are like cops dress up like they hide their identities. Oh, well, I've said they should kind of do that for years because. <laughs> Yeah, like from from the looks of it, like patrol officers and stuff, they just have like fucking like yellow bandanas and stuff over their faces. Um, our lead ish character uh, is a cop, but they have like a superhero costume. Okay, like we, we, like we see him suiting up like superhero stuff, you know, like fucking makeup on, get the mask on, get the hood up, and then clip on a fucking sheriff's belt or something. I don't know, man. This. I need to know. I'm probably going to end up seeing it. Because, like, I I don't think it looks bad. It looks, at the very least, interesting. Like, I am a big fan of Watchmen. But I'm also an idiot. So this might be for me. I don't know. Stop putting yourself down, dead man. Never. It's my charm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> you shouldn't tell. You shouldn't lie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't have charm. Uh, Netflix. They also released a trailer for The Witcher. Finally. And yeah, it looks like The Witcher. It also looks not bad. Also, also, it's pulling from the books and not the games. Okay. So that is a thing. Uh, got a trailer for uh, It Chapter 2. It looks good. I, I don't super have big opinions on all this shit, so I can't really give fucking thoughts about it. The only thing, the thing that came out of Comic-Con that I was, like, actually really interested in is something that they've been talking about and have shown footage of before. So talking about it now wouldn't really add a whole lot. And also, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who cares about it right now. That's Carnival Row. Exactly. (laughs) I I couldn't think of anything to say. I'm sorry. (laughs) It kind of ran with my point. Be yeah, like everything else that has kind of been coming out, like eh, season four, Rick and Marty, fucking yeah, cool, but it, yeah. Apparently, there's gonna be a creep show TV series on Shutter. What the hell's Shutter? Uh, it is a horror only streaming service. I need to get this. I think it's like five bucks a month. Oh, why is it so expensive? You're only streaming horror, motherfuckers. Come on. You have one genre. I think that's why it's five bucks. Should be like two bucks. As opposed to 15. Should be like two bucks. (laughs) Oh, also, speaking of Mad, that fucking Harlequin series, that fucking piece of shit. The second that goddamn trailer came out, Birdie texted me and it's like, yeah, fuck, this looks bad. (laughs) <laughs> and we got into like a discussion of like why it feels bad and why it looks bad. And the main thing that kind of me and him came around is fucking 
stunt casting and it looks like this, this is my joke that I'm fairly proud of it looks like a marketing team tried to make the Venture Brothers Ooh. it is Master. zany for the purpose of being zany uh, Harley Quinn the actress that got to play Harley uh, it's Kaylee Cuoco from the Big Bang Theory and it's the only reason they got her and she is not good because at least, at least from the trailer, because, hey, turns out hiring a person with limited to no voice acting experience means they'll be a bad voice actor. No, you're kidding. It looks fucking terrible. Uh, also, didn't know they released a trailer for this, but Snowpiercer. Yeah. I... Really want to fucking see this. Uh, it is based off of the 2004 movie, the same name. Originally starring Chris Evans. This new one stars Jennifer Connelly and David Diggs. And it looks like instead of being a one man journey from one end of the train to the other, it's going to be looking at the lives of two people from two different ends of the train as they get closer together because of revolution. Vive la revolution. Yeah, for those who don't know, uh, this is the movie where the world is frozen and everyone lives on a train. Because. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah, fuck, I forgot about that. Uh, for the CW stuff, Batwoman. They showed off a trailer for Batwoman. They showed off another trailer for Batwoman. Uh, and this was a headline I fucking saw. And we're trying to find it again because it was goddamn hilarious. Okay, yeah. So this is from fucking io9. The mediocrity of Batwoman also feels like one of its biggest strengths. Wow, okay. That's not going to be weird at all to think about. Yeah, no, this, this, it looks... The show looks bad. They released that trailer a while back or like when it leaked or whatever. Birdie and I talked about it a bit. It looks really bad. Like like first episode of season one of Supergirl bad. Ooh. Master. Yeah, it's like they took that fucking one scene where it's like, oh, I, prefer, I prefer male doctors. And then made that a fucking tone of a series. Just, ugh. Fun. Yeah, just just go in, just watch that fucking first trailer and take a shot every time she mentions women or feminism. You'll be drunk in two minutes. Kind of want to do that now. It is, fuck, it is, it is rough. Oh, so they're making a Steven Universe movie. I don't give a fuck. Fair. Yeah. Carnival Row. That's the thing I actually came out of this and was like the most interested in because it is a it is a like World War One era alternate fantasy in London where like fantasy creatures are a known thing in a subjugated class. <laughs> and then and there's a Jack the Ripper style killer going around killing fucking fantasy people. It looks fucking cool. I'm into that shit. Also, I guess Top Gun. What? There's a new Top Gun. Movie or TV series? Movie. Whoa. 
there are many, many people that were fucking into this, and I do not know why. Uh, uh, Pseudo-implied homosexuality for those who are not comfortable with the idea of men loving men. I'm going to say no. You cannot tell me that those, like, shirtless scenes together with just with the guys are not gay as hell. Oh, no, they 100% are. And I am saying that everyone who is into this is closeted homosexual. Or a woman. No? Yep. Just no? 100% factually accurate. The opinions expressed by Caveman are not are not representative of those of Death Star Prods as a whole. Uh, please, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm like a third of Death Door Prods at this point. So, uh, like a fifth. <laughs> Actually, I think literally a fifth. Maybe less, depending on where Nico sits. <laughs> like a fifth and a half. <laughs> a fifth and a half. Okay. Yeah, because it's me, you, James, Alex, Cora, and Nico, kind of, so he's a half. We used to be 12. So, so I'm like two ninths. Sure. I'm two ninths of death <laughs> <laughs> No, it'd be, and yes, people, no, it'd be I'm an adult, and it took me that long to do a fraction. Also, you did it wrong. It'd be two elevenths. Why two elevenths? Because... There'd be five of us, right? Five and a half. Oh, five and a half? Okay, I I must not have heard you say someone. Or not paid attention to someone. Also, if we were five, you'd be one-fifth or two-tenths. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, no, I was counting Nico as a half. So there are four active people and a half member, which brings us to nine. Yes, but we are five and a half. Five, yes. five active people, one kind of, so 11. Quick muffs. Grand muffs. The Tarkins. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Oh, this is what this has devolved into, people. Yes, it is. This, this is, is do for news. Prods. Oh, wait. No, sorry. Last two things of news, because I just remembered them, and they're really important to me and no one else. All right, I'm going to bed then. So first up, uh, The Orville. It's getting a third season. Fucking finally. However, it is moving to Hulu. Woo! Oh, uh, yeah. So this comes after fucking months of waiting. And waiting to hear about the goddamn Orville. Season two was really fucking good. Orville was really coming into its own. Well, it came into its own at the end of season one. And then season two was just fucking good. Yeah, we did see one cast member leave, but it wasn't for like shitty reasons. And they actually gave them like a proper send off episode. As well as a in-story reason as to why they were leaving. Which. That you, you don't really get that. Kind of just really oh, get what? Uh, like a like a real send off in TV. Yeah, that's true. We don't get that enough. 
Yeah, like compare it to compare it to fucking Star Trek. The thing that is, yeah, Tasha Yar just gets fucking killed, and then that, yep, she's gone. And then like she's so fucking central to the story from then on. Yeah. Meanwhile, in this, here's got to go. So, oh, they're from a they're from a planet with high gravity, like stupid high gravity. They spend too much time in low gravity. Their bones get shit. And then while still having her bones be shit, she fights off a couple psychotic murderers and saves her family and changes their opinion about the fucking fucking Starfleet or whatever. It was a good episode. I like the Orville, damn it. Yeah, the Orville was entertaining what I watched of it. And speaking of things I goddamn love, motherfucking Doom Patrol. Though I'm still going to harp on the fact that they insulted a an intelligent Arbor Day joke so they could make a penis joke. That's fair, but that was season one. Yeah, still mad about that. Though. Season two, they got better. Very few penis jokes, jokes in season two. Fucking dick jokes. I mean, I'll make them, but I have the maturity of a 12-year-old. Blame You're Fox. supposed to be an intelligent television channel. Blame Fox. But anyway, so Doom Patrol, they have finally, finally, announced season two of Doom Patrol. I And it makes Dead Man very happy. Yeah, it does. Speaking of penises. <laughs> Doom Patrol, season two, has finally been announced. And also, it is no longer exclusive to the DC Universe app. That's the part I'm happy about. Yes, it will now be streaming. Uh, season two will now be streaming on both DCEU, DCU, and HBO Max. Which is the part I'm not happy about. Yes, uh, this week, this is coming also, this, this news was also coming on the heels of DC, uh, sorry, of Doom, of Doom Patrol uh, being released on HBO Max for streaming elsewhere. So that's neat. Come to Netflix, you fucker, you cowards. Be on a normal streaming service. Yeah, like Titans. We're not talking about that. I'm going to have to talk about it very soon eventually. I'm going to have to talk about it eventually, though, because season two is fucking coming. Yeah, but I'm not part of that. And I will be shitting Oh, wait, on- I volunteered to be part of that. And we will be shitting on it hard. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so new releases. Oh, this week, the week of August 2nd. We got two of note, anyway. Um, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. It looks mildly humorous. Idris Elba plays a superhuman who has to fight who has to fight Jason Statham and another superhuman. Because it's basically what The Rock is in those fucking movies. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he once threw a. I'm pretty sure in Fate of Furious he threw a torpedo at a submarine. Like the submarine launched a torpedo at him, and then he grabbed it and threw it back at him. Didn't they fight this guy in the last movie? I feel like I recognize the bad guy from trailers for the other movie. Yes, he is the bad guy from Fast and Furious 7. He's the one who killed Han. Resisting Star Wars joke. Would have been bad anyway. Uh, then also coming well, out this week. Han shot first. Couldn't hold out. Next week. 
you just Fucking feel the annoyance from Dead Man. Yep, next week, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. That's happening. I feel like it has not been that long since I started seeing trailers for that for that movie that I actually for it to actually come out now, which is real fucking weird. Also fucking weird, the live action Dora the Explorer movie. Yeah, that's next week. I'm not sure how I feel about this movie. Uh, I feel bad about that movie because it'll be bad. Speaking of bad, I'm about to fucking piss. Oh, Jesus. Ah, oh, it's so bad. That's gonna do for this week. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back at some point with more of this fucking nightmares. I'm dead. And I'm Caveman. Later. Bye. Have a wonderful time. <laughs>